This is Your Life, God's Truth, your QFM. It's Phil, and always happy to have Pastor Gus with me on the phone from beautiful War Road, Minnesota. Gus, how are you, sir? Um, as beautiful as the town I live in. <laughs> <laughs> love it, love it. You know, big news last night, so i got to check in with you on this. Oh, uh, okay. What, yeah. what, what's well, the Well, you know, we're getting close to the election, and last night, President Trump weighed in on some Minnesota stuff. He started to endorse candidates. Word has it that he has endorsed you for school board at War Road Community Church. <laughs> I'm just... Oh, you are a dirty dog. <laughs> for a split second, I thought, yes, wait a minute. <laughs> uh... It is interesting. That was good, brother. That was good. Well, you should. It's so funny because reporters. He would endorse me, by the way. He would. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes, he would. And he's so funny. He only. It seems like he doesn't start to endorse unless he's pretty sure they're going to win because he likes winning. <laughs> oh yeah, he does. <laughs> but Who he did it. Nobody likes losing. <laughs> <laughs> he endorsed uh, Scott Jensen last night, and for governor, and in uh, Scott Jensen, I, I, I'm assuming he's sort of happy that he got that, but he's not exactly making a huge deal out of it. It seems like Trump sure. is a little bit of a hands-off these days. So, But, uh, yeah, if he endorsed you, you'd probably be okay with that. But I would. I'd be like, see? See? This guy, he's awesome, and he just endorsed me, so vote for me. Uh, <laughs> and I'm not af- afraid to say it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know, I meant to talk to you about this last week, uh, but we want to dive in a little bit. There was just this amazing broadcast on Breakpoint. This was uh, back uh, about a week or so ago, and it was about the church's lane, you know, and we hear that, ah, come on, church, stay in your own lane. Don't get involved in some of this stuff. Pastors, come on. And well, you hear a lot of pastors actually say that kind of thing. And uh, one of the lines toward the beginning, it says, in a culture without better answers to life's biggest questions, Politics uh, too easily assumes the place of God, determining everything from our values to our source of truth to who we're willing to associate with. So when believers in Christ embrace a political identity rather than a kingdom identity, the riches of Christ are exchanged for the porridge of political gamesmanship. (laughs) I just love the way they put that. So again, you have to be careful. You don't want to become, you know, where you're just a a political thing, but that's not what it's about. It's about living for Christ and what is the lane of the church. And you read the article as well. Seems like we've got a pretty wide lane if we do it right. Amen. Like the author of that article, well, is that Stone Street? Is yeah. that what it was? Him yeah. and another guy, uh, Casey Leander, was in on it. But yeah, wasn't it good? Yeah. So their whole point is there is no lane yeah. that the church shouldn't influence. Yeah. And I just thought, oh my gosh, he's so right. Like, <laughs> you know, we are representatives of the creator of everything that we see, touch, smell, breathe. I mean, everything. Yeah. So there is no place where the gospel should not be brought in to influence it. And I just, it was just such a, you know, an earth-shattering, like, aha moment for me that I just thought, how come, how come I didn't figure this out 25 years ago, you know? (laughs) I love this line, too, and I think a lot of our listeners will remember this. Dutch statesman and theologian Abraham Kuyper 
He put it best, there is not a square inch in the whole domain of our human existence over which Christ, who is sovereign over all, does not cry, mine. Man, I like that one. Amen. Like, and so when we Christians, we just like forget that sometimes. We're like, yeah. oh, I just got to keep Christ to myself because I don't want to, <laughs> you know. And, and they're just, we need to walk around in a tremendous confidence, yeah. not arrogance. Exactly. But tremendous confidence, knowing that it's not God on our side, but, but we're on His. Yeah. yeah. Like, He is the creator of everything, and we need not not remember the kind of authority that he says we have as his representatives of his kingdom. Yeah. You know, there's quite a debate in Bemidji right now over the school board situation, and Christianity is kind of at the forefront of it right now. We have these five candidates that are running together. They're all, you know, uh, very bold and open about the fact that they know the Lord and he's a part of their campaign, uh, that they're conservative and common sense. And we've got so many saying all, all they're trying to do is bring Christianity into the schools. And these are public schools and there is no place for that. And, you know, you're running for school board. You're a pastor. What's a good way to, uh, to come back at that, you know? There's no place where Christianity wouldn't make it better. Amen. Right? The, the problem is, those that, believe, that don't believe in Christianity see it as this huge competitive belief system that they have to submit to. But here's the deal. When you bring Christianity into a situation, it doesn't compel people. It doesn't make them submit to it. It just gives them options of freedom. And... We just don't do a good job in the churches at explaining that to, to people. And when you actually look throughout human history, wherever Christianity has been the dominant religion, true Christianity, I'm not talking about the you know, compulsion like you know, Constantine happened you know, for the Crusades. Yeah. It has always brought freedom to people. It has always brought economic prosperity to people. It, there has never been a situation where Christianity hasn't benefited the culture in which it is predominant. Mm. Never. That is so incredibly well said. And so if you have school board members whose lives are grounded in biblical truth and in their lives they're living for Jesus, well, when it comes time to make important decisions as a school board, or even if you're a teacher in the school and you're making decisions on what you're going to teach your kids, and you live for Jesus, you're going to make better decisions for the school, for the future of the school. That's what's important. It's not about turning the school into a private Christian school. That's not it. No, that's not. And then, you know, we get accused, we Christians get accused by the secular world, like, you just want to create a theocracy. Right, right. And, and that is not what we're interested in doing, you know, at all. Because we realize that that's bad, too. For example, if, if any one, quote, denomination within Christianity becomes so powerful that they have to make people submit to their specific theologic, you know, uh, interpretation of some scripture, that is a bad thing. Yeah. It's a very bad thing. It's this denominationalism. But Christianity in general, not getting into the side, non-salvific, tertiary issues, is a freedom-bringing, you know, uh, 
humanity honoring religion. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And we see it happening so many times over history of the benefit of that foundation of Christianity and, uh, you know, bring it into every aspect of our culture. Yeah, what was the driving force behind freeing the slaves of the British Empire when yeah. William Wilberforce did that? 100%. Well, why, who did he do that for? In whose name did he do that? It was Jesus Christ. Yeah. What did the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. rally people to, to come against? The demonicness of racism, right? Yeah. He did that underneath the banner of Jesus Christ. Like, wherever Jesus' followers are at, more freedom comes. But the world wants to say, oh, we have less freedom. Yeah because we have to now obey the Scriptures, but we just have to keep chiming in and saying, no, you have more freedom when you operate within the boundaries that God has given us. If you go outside of the boundaries, that's when the burdens happen. One of the examples that they talk about in Breakpoint was the Roman world needed Christians to take in abandoned children and oppose the, the gladiator games. Uh, precisely because the pressure was enormous to do exactly the opposite. Somebody had to do it. Somebody had to step in, and it, and uh, many believers paid a very dear price for that. But that's what we're called to do, is engage the culture, even when it's not popular and when it's tough. And yeah, uh, who, were a the, lot of that. who were the ministers that got killed by the Nazis? Right, Those exactly. that engaged the Nazis in yeah. Christ's name. I think of Bonhoeffer, you know, yeah. like... It's just, it's incredible to me the kind of flipsy, topsy-turvy accusation that the world, you know, brings us when the very thing that they are accusing us of, they are actually doing. It's, yeah. it's crazy, but it yeah. is what it is. I love this line, too. It says, uh, musicians, Christian musicians, should make music as if God is sitting next to them on the piano bench, and uh, Christian bakers should make sourdough as if God is going to have the first piece. And, uh, you know, anything we do, doing radio, being on the school board, we do it to please God and his precepts. And his precepts are always good, like you said earlier. They're just going to make things better. Amen. It is as simple as that. Well, I wanted you to weigh in because it was it's such a neat story. Uh, the church's lane is very wide. But we do have to do it right, and like you said, gently, kindly, not with arrogance. We've got to be so right. careful with that. And there are big problems in schools. I mean, you know, like here in Bemidji, in many schools, there is real financial situations. And, you know, uh, maybe the school is resp- responsible for some of it, but certainly not all of it. I mean, there's all these state mandates. In fact, maybe most of the financial problem isn't something that the school did to themselves. It's unfunded mandates. I'm assuming you guys deal with that in Yeah, we're going to deal with that. So wouldn't it be great if all of a sudden, you know, many of the freedom-loving loving followers of Christ became members of school boards and then just decided, no, we are going to train this community in the way that we think, and we're not going to bow down to your top-heavy, do this, or we will cut funding, yeah. because our community rallies around itself, yeah. and, and, and we're going to fund it. But part of the problem is, 
there's nobody with that kind of boldness or that kind of character to stand up to those, quote, big department of education, which shouldn't even exist, in my opinion, at the national level, yeah, by the way. Yeah, yeah, it's unconstitutional. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, what, if I win, then all I can say is the devil is not going to be happy. <laughs> <laughs> right, and Amen. if you're five, you know, yeah. school board members that are running as a block together, if they win, then yeah. the devil will certainly not be happy. Because exactly. I'm only one dude up here. There's yeah. five yeah. down there. That'd be we amazing. Got to take a stand. And boy, the election is getting real close. And you know, if there's any followers of Jesus that are thinking about sitting this out. Uh, why don't you talk to them for about 30 seconds here, Gus? Might not even take you that long. <laughs> if there's anyone <laughs> listening to us right now that is right. considering not Not everybody voting. is called to run for yeah. public office. Not everybody. Is, but we have been given an opportunity in the country that we live in to actually shape public policy by our one little vote. And it might not seem like a big thing, but it is bigger than you think, especially when we cast it in Jesus' name. Yeah. It's part of uh, being in our lane, because our, our lane is everywhere. Yeah, our lane is just bigger yeah. than we originally are led to believe. Yeah. It's one of there the things no we can do. There is no limit to yeah. our lane. Yeah. So let's vote. Absolutely, it's almost here. Gus, awesome. Thank you. And uh, I know you've got your your uh, uh, forum next week, a little bit of a debate up there about school issues, so we'll look yeah, forward to it. Yeah, we do. So next Wednesday when we chat, yeah. I'll be able to give you the highlights of <laughs> if I was eloquent or if I got booed out of the gym. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to it, and we'll talk once more before the election. So God bless you. You too, my friend. This is your life, God's truth, your QFM.